All right, good morning, everybody. This is Celine here from My Dawning Lights. And I have decided to record a bonus episode of Your Time to Shine for you guys. I normally uh, record one episode per month, but I got excited because I started to talk to my friend, Andreas, and uh, we just got so excited that we thought, oh, we, we need to do um, a, special, a special episode of Your Time to Shine for you guys. So, Andreas, thank you so much for joining me in this beautiful studio that is our living rooms. <laughs> How are you doing? Thank you. I'm, I'm fine. Amazing. Calling all the way from Germany. I'm in New Zealand, so very exciting to, to know that we could make it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Time zones are awesome. Absolutely. They're fantastic. A bit complicated. Anyway, um, I just wanted to start this episode with a quick meditation. So obviously, if you're driving or if you're doing anything that requires your full attention, don't do this meditation just yet. But let's just... Um, if you're doing nothing, <laughs> just uh, close your eyes and um, let's just start with a few quick deep, deep breaths so that we can really be here, be present, be with each other um, and take the time to absorb the wisdom that is going to be shared during this, during this episode. So closing your eyes if you haven't already and take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. Another deep breath in. Another deep breath out. And just for a moment, I would like you to focus on how you're feeling today, right now. If you're feeling peace, I want you to feel the peace. If you're feeling love or self-love, I want you to feel the self-love. If you're feeling a bit of stress, allow yourself to feel that. Whatever is going on for you, allow yourself to really feel those feelings. And taking another deep breath in. And if you'd like to set an intention for this episode, for something that you want to learn, perhaps, or something that you want to feel by the end of the episode, I do not know. If there's an intention that you want to set, recognizing that this is a special time, that we're here to share knowledge and wisdom and our experience with each other. Our healing journeys this is a very special topic to me. So for me, my intention is peace <laughs> and a peace. Beautiful. Taking another deep breath in and breathe out. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. Awesome. How was that? <laughs> I like this. Awesome, thank you. So why don't we start by would you like to introduce yourself? Who are yes, you? <laughs> I'm Andreas Schuldai. I'm this year I'm turning 50 and I um I'm currently uh, enrolled in a doctorate program in the Technical University of uh, Lübeck, where I do research on cables buried in the <laughs> yeah 
Also, I'm a father of two. I'm married. Um, I'm active in church. I, yeah. And I'm also on a journey of inner healing and, and, and self-love, just as you. Amazing. I, I was just remembering this morning, um, the first time that we met, it was on the ferry to the South Island of New Zealand. And we were, you were traveling with your son, Lucas, and I was traveling with my husband, Richard. And from the first moment, it just, it just clicked. And yeah. we, were, we, we just went straight into a deep conversation about healing and life and God and spirituality and self-development. Even though we come from very different backgrounds and we have a different approach to life, it just clicked. And for me, that was such a precious moment. I feel that we can be stuck into you know, those moments of, of kind of lying to ourselves and each other. And we're buried into under um, you know, small talk and stuff that is really not important. And so when we have this opportunity to have these deep conversations, you know, it makes you feel, oh, this is amazing. I'm connected to everything. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's re really real and personal, and it's um, yeah, kind of intimate too. When souls are touching like that, mm. yeah, souls are touching. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I guess my next question to you is: How did you come across, or how did you um, start walking on the path of self healing and self love? Yeah, I guess it comes from a place of of woundedness. I guess I'm coming from a family, um, which is. Yeah, kind of, kind of an unhappy family. Just recently, my my mother died, and um, that took me on a yeah well journey back through time um, to how how I used to live, how 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 my family used to be, how my parents lived together, and that wasn't such a healthy and such a wholesome setting. Um, and I, I remembered this morning when, when I thought about this podcast, um, how I really resolved that I would never have children, never have, uh, never marry, because I didn't want to repeat uh, the 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 pain and inflict it on my on the next generation, basically, because I saw this this line of. Um, um, unhealthy habits or unhealthy thought patterns um, through generations, and I understood how how those were um, handed down the line, so basically. And I didn't want to continue that. And at some point, I started seeing that that wasn't a necessity. That I wasn't, um, yeah, kind of. I could break that cycle, and I didn't need to go down that that route and that changed a lot <laughs> so i started doing that that sounds amazing so how did you take those steps to heal yourself i feel that a lot of people are stuck into those patterns and they don't necessarily see a way out and so they're aware that the patterns are there because they see within they see the patterns within themselves and within their parents and and siblings and the children as well. So how did you come, um, how did you manage to heal the patterns and actually make a difference for yourself and for your children? So it, that was actually, um, yeah, in the beginning there was the decision to actually get married, even though I saw the marriage of my, my parents. 
which wasn't so good. Um, and I, um, it was a step of faith and risk, basically. And I, um, I just put in my best effort in the beginning. Um, and that wasn't enough because um, I noticed how I started to repeat the patterns that were there. Um, there were fears, there were um, values even which weren't healthy. And I, um, and it was a long process to get to a point to, yeah, perhaps to become more radical, to become, um, to, to be more un dissatisfied and to, to take steps um, like dangerous steps, like um, giving up values, giving up um, values that uh, I thought were really, really important. And um, that helped a lot. Also, I started believing different things about myself. In the beginning, well, at some point, I'm not sure how old I was, I thought now I'm like, I don't know, 30-something years old, and experience shows that I will not change much from now on. I will be like this forever, basically. Um, and then I started, yeah, well, I, I came across a book. It was a science book, actually, and it, it was called The Brain That Changed Itself. And it it's basically explains, breaks down how the brain it constantly rewires itself until it dies, basically. And that you can, even if you have horrific brain damage, can pick you up again by learning stuff anew. And... Um, I realized that if I could learn from scratch to walk again, to move again, to chew again, like other people did, then I would be also able to rewire myself um, emotionally and, and spiritually. And um, that made a, a huge difference. So um, there were different steps in the sealing process. This was a very important one. There were others before. Um, I think actually believing in God was a central thing for me too, because there was a force for good in my life, and it, it was there to, and it was in it worked in favor of me. It um, wanted to help me. It God wanted to um, get me through life not just barely but really well and um yeah there was coming more and more hope into my life i i started thinking bigger of myself i started less um i started to criticize myself and others less i started to um to notice unhealthy patterns thought patterns in my in my life there, there were some really, um, yeah, kind of uh, surprising, surprisingly stupid things that I kept believing. For example, um, one thing was that 
I needed to blame someone else for everything bad that happened to me. Um, and I used to blame my wife for all, for everything, basically. And at some point, I realized I, I was I came came home from shopping and I, I put on my shopping bag next to my bicycle and it fell over. My wife wasn't even at home, and I I noticed this thought pattern: How could she have done this? And it was obviously so stupid that I kind of surrendered and said, "Okay, this is just." not doing it anymore i won't blame people for stuff that happens that was another key moment yeah amazing i love that example i find i find that i'm actually doing this a lot with my husband and and he's doing it a lot with me as well <laughs> yeah I think it's very common it's very common it's so it's, interesting yeah. <laughs> mm. Usually, in a, in a pair relationship, you you marry each other for a re, for a reason, a good reason. And I think I married my wife in order to have someone to blame, and she married me in order to kind of compensate my my um, my screw ups. She is extremely good at compensating and gets some self worth out of compensating other people's shortcomings. And I needed someone to blame, and um, so that that was an uh, an unhealthy um, behavior pattern on on both of our sides and both of our ends. And it was um, it was stable, like we needed each other to feel what we needed, but it wasn't beneficial to us. Um, yeah, but of actually, that is also one thing that we as a couple could change. Mm, yeah. Amazing. I find that, I thank you so much for sharing your, your story with so much honesty. I find that it's so, I've actually found for myself that I, I'm very self-aware in a lot of areas of my life, in a lot of areas of my life because I've been doing self-development for such a long time, relatively speaking. And, um, and I've always been on this path of, healing myself even as a child and so i'm very good at noticing certain patterns of unworthiness or a lack of self-love or a lack of self-care or victim mindset or that kind of thing and so i've become very good at noticing these patterns but i've realized recently that there are other areas of my life where i really lie to myself and i do it in a very conscious attempt to protect myself because yeah. admitting the truth to myself would be too hard <laughs> i wouldn't be able yeah. to do it And so yeah. I've had this heartbreaking moments just um, last month where I really had to sit my sit with sit down with myself and look at those patterns because it just it just wasn't working and and um, and it came to this point where I was lying to myself and pretending that all was well but then I had an argument with a friend that really like brought it all to the surface and I could no longer hide it so that was very interesting and so there there comes I think that there's a lot of power that comes from realizing who you are and still being able to love yourself no matter what i think mm -hmm. there's a misconception about self-love that it's all about um embracing the fact that you are perfect and amazing and powerful right. and those are those are very true those are qualities that we all have within ourselves and once we embrace these qualities then we can step into our power and into our purpose in life 
But there's also a lot of power that comes from realizing our shortcomings and our hurts and our traumas so that we can really look at them with love and then from that place healing those things. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think there's also this point where you stop um, avoiding pain, where you stop, um, uh, yeah. And what you said, you avoided pain, and well, I do that too. Um, but the, the avoidance of pain also avoids the healing that can come when you face it. And um, yeah, of course, that's pain is painful. <laughs> and it, and it, it, we are wired in a way to avoid reinflicting pain on us. But just like in physical injuries where you start what do you call it it's it's when you don't walk straight because um your foot i can't hear, hear you andreas can you hear me i can't hear you oh i was saying oh. so wise I know, I know, I could see it, I could see it, and I was like, oh no, I'm missing this. I mean, I can yeah. hear you now, I don't know what happened. Can you yeah, hear them again? <laughs> so, um, when, you, when you start limping instead of walking, and you avoid the pain of, um, uh, yeah, well, the, the, the pain in the foot, from, um, and, and, but, but that keeps, keeps you from, running or keeps you from walking straight then this this protective uh, move pattern keeps you from healing and only when you start to exercise your foot again properly and when you exercise um all your muscle groups and stuff as as they were supposed to be um you can come to a place where you continue developing healthily And that's exactly mm. what, that was another kind of star, uh, yeah, a, a big moment for me where I noticed, where not, it wasn't my invention, it was actually some, someone else who, who taught me how, how you could go back in time and reconceptualize those moments where you learned a lie about yourself or, yeah, acquired a block that keeps you from growing up healthily yeah and that is actually some something that that brought me several breakthroughs in in self-love and, and healing and i don't know where i would be otherwise hmm. actually i just read the um my uh, we went through the stuff my mother left behind and she um, went to several rehabilitations and and um, yeah and uh, she there were extensive psychological reviews in in those and I read those and I I felt yeah pity also pity but I also felt so much relief that um, well I saw that change and breakthroughs that she got from like 
12 weeks of therapy in a clinic. And, and compared to her breakthroughs that she got in those 12 weeks, those inner healing sessions that I experienced myself, they only took like an hour or two. And they, um, they bought twice or, or, or twice or three times the, the value of, of what she got out of, of, out of her clinic um, times. And that was kind of flabbergasting to me. To, and I felt so thankful, so overwhelmed by goodness. And it was amazing that, yeah, perhaps it's just also luck involved that I can heal better than she could. I'm not sure. I don't know. Mm. I think that, I mean, that's my personal theory that more and more people are waking up and actively seeking happiness and well-being, whatever that means to them. And so because we are all, many more are waking up each and every day, and that creates, I guess, a pattern as, you know, for us as humankind, as, you know, the human race, and it just mm -hmm. creates a sort of energy where we're all healing together. And so I think that new wisdom and new knowledge is coming now. And I think for me that's, that's um, that healing has been, um, um, the culmination of that journey for me where um, well Theta Healing you know, is not necessarily a unique modality it's a, it's a mix of other of knowledge that comes from various different wisdoms and modalities and, and healing mm -hmm. stuff but, yeah. um, but it's something that wouldn't have been available 400 years ago and I think it's because we are all waking up and realizing okay we need to heal the earth, we need to heal ourselves, we need to heal those genetic patterns we need to we need to wake up it is time and so um i think it becomes easier for each generation and i see this a lot with my clients that you know they they bring uh with them to the session those old genetic um, patterns and sometimes it traces back generations and generations and generations generations and when you look at something that is affecting your life now when you kind of look at what, where it started and you're like, well, it's always been like this for me. And so, um, well, did your mom experience the same thing? Yes, she did. Did your grandmother experience the same thing? Yes, she did. And then we yeah. kind of trace back those patterns and they go back, 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 back. And you can see yeah. something that was consciously handed to the next generation because the previous generation was not able to heal it. And they thought, well, the next generation yeah. is going to be able to do it because I, I cannot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, looking back at, at, at my grandfather and my father and at me and now my son, I see this distinct, continuous improvement where my grandfather, I don't know his father, so um, I wouldn't know how he developed, but my father stopped doing a lot of crap that my grandfather still did. I, of course, try to do things much better than my father did and i see now my son being so much more healthy so much so much further removed from trauma so to speak um that he can do things that i couldn't do until i was i don't know a man a, a mature man a healed man and he's he's doing that just by passing it's it's awesome it's, 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 I'm so happy that I didn't 
stick to the no kids thing that I mm. that I wanted to do. <laughs> it makes me laugh because I also didn't want to get married when my parents separated and mm -hmm. I didn't want to have kids and I still don't want to have kids, but I am married and Richard found yeah. me anyway. So who knows what's going to happen with the kids thing. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. Mm. So um, my next question for you is I'm really excited to have uh, this conversation with you because for a long time in my business, I really wanted to focus on self-love for women because I felt that that's the only thing I could understand. But then as I started to go deeper into self-love for myself and for others, men started to come to me for help and healing. And I thought, I have no idea how to do this. I have to send them to a male life coach or said mm. a healing practitioner or whatever, because I, I don't have the tools. But then I started to really dive into this and actually get some training around healing for men. It sounds stupid, but I had to heal some misconceptions in myself as well that, you know, um, I don't know, men do not want to heal. I don't know. And it's just the women who do the healing. It's, it's very sexist, but it was just a healing that I believe yeah. that I had to heal within myself. And, and I realized by going to men's circles and having these very honest and deep conversations with men in my life that actually we're all on this path of healing these deep beliefs on, of unworthiness of, and we're all wanting to be loved and safe and safe and nurtured and cared for in a very similar way, actually. So what does self-love mean to you? And, um, and I guess, what is your, your perspective on self-love? <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's, it's a continuous journey and I, I totally like how it's, how it's coming together. Um, And it's, um, I see the same thing, like uh, men kind of are more reluctant, are uh, more protective, I guess, of themselves. And um, I don't really, I cannot relate anymore. I used, I think I used to be like that. I was, I think when I was like that, I was afraid of making a fool of myself, of, um, losing social status yeah kind of stuff that's that kind of stuff um and there was also a lot of ignorance there i didn't i couldn't feel feelings some feelings i kind of um didn't allow and i it took a long time until i realized that by forbidding myself to feel some feelings i cut myself off from a whole range of feelings. Um, and I, I wanted to feel these. I, I wanted to have the full, full thing, the full spectrum of feelings. Um, and, and nowadays when I, when I see men behaving in this way, I, I kind of shake my head and go like, what are you doing? This is so stupid. This is so, um, Yeah, and I, I can relate, and I feel sorry for them in a way, and I, and I have to make a conscious effort of not trying to help them too, for, <laughs> because that would be my old pattern of rescuing people, and I don't want to do that anymore. But um, yeah, for example, the other day I was. Um, No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to talk about that. That's not good. <laughs> um, yeah. 
all good. <laughs> I, I was um, in a Minsk group and, and that wasn't, I felt it was unhealthy and, and I don't want to go there. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I personally believe that we're all on the path to healing and self-development, whether we want it or not. I think that healing ourselves and healing our hearts and healing our stories is really the only thing that we are here for, you know, beyond, you know, wanting to get the better car, the better house, the better job. We are, the core of us really is here to develop and evolve and grow and heal all the time. We know we're always reaching to go to that next level of wholeness and joy in life. Anyway, mm -hmm. what was my I, question for you? I, I would actually not agree. No? I think the, the healing is the, a prerequisite of reaching our destination, of reaching our destiny. And um, I think to successfully um, change the world, we need first to become whole and capable of doing that. And um, to handle tricky situations of handling, of, of loving people well, of loving myself well. Um, that is a requirement for leading these people, for example, as a business leader, for, perhaps, or as a um, father, perhaps, um, of, for being a mentor to, to another leader. So um, I do believe that healing, inner healing, is so, 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 so important, but it does serve a purpose. Of me coming into my calling, so to speak. So, do you think that if you were not to do your your healing and <laughs> kind of leave it aside because it's not important, you know, you need to go grocery shopping or get some fuel or whatever, um, would you think that it's possible for you to miss your purpose if you're not doing your work, or is your are you going to step into your purpose anyway? I, I think I would not be able to live it fully. I would fall short. I would um, not be able to have the tricky conversation with my wife or, um, uh, and do that well and come to a good conclusion together. Or I wouldn't be able to interact with my boss in a way that keeps doors open. Um, or I wouldn't be able to um, help someone else reach his potential. Um, and, and I think all this reaching our potential requires us to, to heal as, as good as we can. And then there's also, of course, the do what you can do already and don't despair because you can't do all the things that you can't do yet. And um, so to speak, you wouldn't want to get frustrated on the way because you are not fully healed yet. I resonate with that. I used to think that healing was a destination rather than the journey. And I always mm. thought, oh, you know, the, the faster I work on myself, the faster I heal myself, the faster I'm going to get to my destination and then things will all be well and happy then, mm -hmm. you know. But then I realized that, you know, I started my business and I really wanted to teach self-love. And so that's what I did. And I had a whole 
array of tools and exercises and healing stuff that I wanted to share with my clients and it was all very good. And I realized that I was diving deeper and deeper and deeper into self-love and there was no end to the journey. And now I've been really consciously learning about self-love for the past past six years perhaps. And Mm -hmm. I still feel that I don't know anything about self-love, but I don't know. (laughs) There's still so much. That's the Dunning-Kruger effect. You know that one? Where you come into a, a new thing and think, oh, I'm good at this. And then you learn more about it. Until you notice, oh, I know absolutely nothing about this. And then you keep learning and you keep learning and you keep learning. And at, at some point you will know a lot about it, but it doesn't feel like a lot because you notice it's still so much more out there. Absolutely. And I just wanted to say, um, as a side note, that sometimes it stops people from stepping into their purpose because they feel that they don't know enough. So say, for example, that you want to... Uh, Uh, create a business around uh, business coaching and uh, you might see that you have some experience in that domain and you know about marketing and you know about social media but you don't know anything about building a website or having a nice website or I don't know writing blog articles or something sometimes I find that um, it stops people from actually stepping into their purpose because they feel that they don't know enough so my advice to, to you usually is, well, actually, you just need to be one or two steps ahead of your clients. You don't mm-hmm. need to be, you know, 10 million steps ahead because sometimes, you know, if you're 10 million steps ahead, you might speak might about them. stuff that your clients will not be able to understand. So you just mm-hmm. need to be a couple of steps ahead of them in order to be able to help your, your people and to step into your purpose. You just Perhaps need to it's get <laughs> finding the right clients who are um, so much... Um, further behind you that it makes sense to lead them. Absolutely, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. finding the right people to help is a whole different topic that we Actually, can spend hours to work on. <laughs> that's, that's some really interesting point too. Um, observing which people come to, to, to you or come to me um, is, is so interesting for um, our calling for recognizing our calling because usually the people that I am called to will find me obviously and it's, um, it's very useful to observe who is coming amazing yeah absolutely so actually now is the time to talk about your ministry and your work with people what do you do yeah <laughs> I, um, besides the research at work, I (laughs) go to church and, um, in church, I, I'm leading the prophecy group and I also lead the Sozo ministry, which is a self on, yeah, inner healing ministry to help people, um, discover God's love and truth for them. And, uh, the, in this paradigm, um, God loves us, and we, um, on our way, picked up lies about ourselves and about God, perhaps, um, which really um, hinder our relationship with God. And um, often it's our parents or our siblings which um 
we learned those things, those lies about ourselves from. Um, often it's our, it's, it's, um, it, perhaps those lies weren't actually spoken out, but something like you're only worthy if you perform well, or you can only, you're only worthy of love if you are lovable, stuff like that. So you put all your effort into being lovable, be nice, be funny, be all this, all these kind of things. And it's a huge burden on you. And you, it, it keeps you from growing healthy um, into the strong, beautiful man or woman that you could, could be and should be. Um, instead, you perhaps morph into some clown because you need to be funny. Um, yeah, and so in this ministry, people come to us and we ask the Holy Spirit to show those lies and um, lead back to those situations where those lies were learned. And we, together we would break those lies, hand them over to God and do this wonderful exchange that he's doing all the time with us. He's um, maxima, maximizing our benefits, so to speak. And he, um, he wants to give us divine truth for the, those lies that we give up to him. And so people who might have had this clown idea, perhaps, would learn that they are lovable as they are, that they are, um, that they are wanted, that they are, that God celebrated when they came into this world. And that just the other day I, I had a social with a guy and when we came to this point, he saw a, a fireworks when, when, when he asked God, what did you think when I was born? And he had this awesome picture of a fireworks that God fired off, off for him in celebration of him. And that was for him a man, by the way, a moment of, of healing and of, of um, relief, great relief. And that can change how, how people perceive themselves and how they relate to, uh, relate to others. They can relate more freely to others because they don't have to live up to imaginary expectations. Amazing. That's such a precious, precious um, ministry. I can't find a better, better word. Precious thing to do. I think it's so healing. And I find this as well in my work with clients. Um, I guide them through the, the Theta Healing Meditation, which is a process that takes you into the Theta Brainwave and into a space of unconditional love. So actually, you know, the, the, the word itself, God, triggers a lot of people. So, you know, call it unconditional love, call it divine spirit or call it the universe, whatever you feel comfortable with. Yes. Um, or higher self, I don't know, but um, and 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 you know, being in that space of unconditional love and really helps you to realize and to let go of all those old stories and traumas and dramas that you've been holding on to, because when you're yeah. in that space of love, there is there is nothing else. You know, everything else is kind of fading away. I kind of see you know mists moving away from you back into yeah. the light. Mm. Exactly. 
it's, it's a, it's a <laughs> I I went to such a healing session, and um, I always used to struggle with a lie that my grandmother told me when my mother went to the hospital and I was a small kid and had to and, and she was gone for so long time I I've, I was crying just that's a fair thing and my grandmother told me oh stop crying you're just feeling pity with yourself and that was basically the end of my crying from then on then on it wasn't okay to pity yourself and it wasn't okay to cry because that's just, yeah, that's not what a man does, I guess. And, and I went to the self-healing, or not self-healing, but to this healing session, this sozo, and I thought it was a good session that I felt good. And I got into the car and drove on the highway and I started crying for one and a half hours. I was I could hardly see the highway anymore. It was a really quiet strip. I could I, I didn't need to see much, but I was brawling behind the wheel for one and a half hours, and I was I, it felt wonderful. It was so good. It was so awesome, and I enjoyed it so much. It's it's funny. That's a really funny story. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what the what the people thought that t overtook me on the on the autobahn, <laughs> or what's wrong with him? <laughs> and I didn't care. I, I thought, well, look on. <laughs> yeah, no one did. I think no one really paid attention. If they did, they <laughs> must have been a sight to behold. <laughs> so I guess my next question to you is around: um, Do you have any? tips or exercises or advice for men especially who want to step into um, this path of healing and self-love you know what would you say to men who really want to uh, be more authentic and be, be able to you know embrace their emotions and be with themselves without having to I don't know I don't know I can't I, I don't know how to finish that sentence but anyway <laughs> yeah um, I think first of all I would encourage them and I would uh, say that they be that they should be bold in in doing this, and that they should realize the potential and the responsibility that they have for themselves and for their um, people around them, um, and that I think that only by getting in touch with themselves and um, starting this inner healing process, they can become the awesome men that they are called to be and that they could be. Um, and that they deep down really, really want that. It's, well, now I can say it's so much better to, to live freely and to live honestly with mm -hmm. yourself, to stop pretending and uh, yeah than before um, <laughs> obviously i have to say that but i it's it's true it's it's i don't make this up and the um 
yeah, what can they do? I think if they actually want it, they will find the resources around them to make it work. And there are so many things that can and will improve your um, situation. If you can, if the only thing that you can do is um, therapy, then do that. Go find, find a therapist, talk about the issues that you are feeling, and it will improve your situation. You will get in touch with feelings, with mm -hmm. thoughts, with values that you never thought you had. And that will help. If you can um, talk to your parents, for example, about your childhood, about the things that hurt you, um, those are really hard conversations that you can ha to, to have because you, you need to confront them, you need to confront yourself perhaps, and you need to forgive each other. And forgiveness is, I think, a huge, huge, huge step in inner healing and in self-love actually. Uh, so, yeah, that would be something to do. And it, and I think that also having a partner will help you find all those um, yeah, issues that you carry with you. Having children will find will uncover even more of those. <laughs> <laughs> it's uncanny, really. Um, and uh, and if you want to actually heal, you will be able to do it. It's yeah. So how can we come to that point of redeciding? I find that for a lot of people who come to me, they they want to feel better. They want to have that peace. They want to be free from those burdens that they're carrying. And so they make a decision and they're like, yeah, this is good. I'm feeling great. And then, you know, the first obstacle comes and they give up and they go back to, to where they were before. So what can we do to help people make this decision to really step on that path and stick to it no matter what happens? I think it helps to make them aware of the consequences that their not healing will have. Um, if they are happy, if they can live with how they are living right now and don't feel pain, perhaps they shut that pain off, then that will work for them for a while. Um, if they Oh, I don't know if they, I guess it would be really helpful for them to see healthy people interact with, with, each, with each other, to see a healthy family, for example. That is so, so eye-opening for parents and even for kids who come from a different, from a less healthy background. Sometimes it's really shocking. I use, I, I, I want, I went to a family when I studied still, and I was still in my wounded cycle there. And I, I, I witnessed how, this, how the father interacted with the children in a loving, open, serious, and caring, caring way. The mother was not overprotective, 
let the people's make the, the children make mistakes. Father and mother obviously loved each other, were tender with with each other, kind. And I felt like blown away. I felt really shaken, and I went away, and I I was kind of yeah, con yeah, deeply moved that I wanted this. I wanted this wholeness, this health, this maturity. So seeing that in others will motivate you a lot to seek it out and to put in the effort. Mm. At the same time, seeing the pain when you are in an unhealthy setting might motivate you too. And I would encourage you not to ignore the pain but actually feel the pain. And sometimes that's not really easy. Mm. Yeah, I don't have anything to add to that. <laughs> so um, if people want to find you and uh, work with you and uh, maybe get a, a sozo from you, is that, is that how you say yeah. it? Yeah. Um, how, they can, how can they find you? Well, they could email me um, for prophecy we have um, an email address which is prophetie at feg.lubeck.de which is my church and um, for sozos we have the email address sozo at feg dot no feg minus lubeck.de which is of course um yeah, we, we offer sources both for women and for men. Um, we have a, we have ladies and men who offer this, and um, depending what you want and what kind of um, uh, wishes you come with, we might be able to help. Amazing. Yeah, I remember receiving a prophecy from you and, and the team and it was really powerful to see how clearly you could see into, you gave me a prophecy for, for me and, and for Richard, my husband, yes. and it was so striking because two of you knew us and the rest of, of the team didn't know us and it was so striking to see how clearly you could see into into what, what was happening for us and actually... It took, um, I listened to the prophecy straight away, I think, or maybe a week later after you send it. And then it took Richard a couple of months to listen to it, I think. It's so interesting to see that, you know, it, it kind of, yeah, we weren't really quite ready for it. <laughs> but when yeah. it happened, it was really beautiful. <laughs> and it, it's, this is something that gives us goosebumps regularly, where, where we hear, where we get feedback from people from across the world or even in church who we don't know anything about and they feel like, oh, well, they must have known something about me. They didn't know this detail or that detail. Um, and we don't, didn't know those. <laughs> it's, mm -hmm. it's really, it's really, it gives us goosebumps because we feel so privileged to be able to, yeah, speak love into their life. That is, I think prophecy in that regard is really facilitating God encounters for people. And that is what we try to do, what we, we try to encourage, we try to love, we try to um, comfort. 
and we do not give directive prophecies, we do not give um, judgmental or judging prophecies. That's Old Testament stuff. We don't do that. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. You know, it's a time for healing and wholeness. I agree. Cool. Amazing. So I'll write down the email addresses in the description of this podcast. Yes, please. <laughs> That'll be easier for people. And um, yeah, so if you've listened to this podcast and you've really loved it, I would love to to hear your feedback, your comments. Uh, if there was anything that really struck you or resonated with you, I would love to know. And I'll definitely pass it on to Andreas as well because we both really enjoy what we're doing and we're passionate about what we're doing. And we really love having these conversations with people. And you know, we, we both love to see where people are at and how we can support them. So that's always a beautiful conversation for us to have. And um, yeah, any last words? Um, the other day, I felt when I started my new work, I, um, I was, I, I came to, I um, realized how much in myself has changed since my previous work, just a few years before, and I was really relieved, and I, I, I said to my friends. All this inner healing shit really works. <laughs> <laughs> so that's actually true, and I want to tell it to you guys. All this inner healing shit really works. <laughs> it does. I think, you know, sometimes we can really get stuck into the process of the healing. And actually, sometimes it's, you know, years later or decades later that you really realize what an impact it has had on yourself and on your family, on the, the people who are close to you. I think that now that I'm a much better person and still working on improving myself, it has an impact on my relationship with my husband. It has an impact on my family. I actually had a, a conversation with my mom uh, two months ago, and I was talking to her about all the, the healing that I was doing on myself, you know, working on genetic patterns and all of that. And it had been a very private experience for me. And I thought, I, I don't know if I really want to share it with her. It's really confronting. It can, I don't want to have an argument with her, but I, she was asking me, so I answered, and I was like, well, see what happens. And so the most striking thing uh, was that she said that she was healing the same things within herself, that she had also noticed the patterns, and she was also healing this, this within her for herself and for the generations you know, before her and uh, after her. And so it was so amazing to see that we were both doing the same work in our own way, but mm -hmm. we were both doing it together, and it was really, really beautiful for me to because now I couldn't like um, you know blame her for not doing the work and not healing the stuff and having, you know giving it to me. It was actually yeah. something that we're both doing together. So that was really amazing. Yes. Mm -hmm. So if you're curious about self-love and you want to know more, feel free to join my free self-love mini course. It's a seven-day self-love mini course that I've created just for you guys. So you simply need to go to my website, mydawninglight.com, and sign up. It's as easy as that. And thank you so much for joining me and Andreas today. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me. I really appreciate that you showed up for yourself and to spend some time with me. And if you have any questions, you may go to my website, mydonnylight.com forward slash contact. And you can also, of course, get in touch with me through Facebook, Instagram, and all of the social media channels ready. So yeah, this is my invitation to you. Join a self-love conversation and I'll see you next time. Bye.